Backlinking is probably one of the most critical elements of your job and also one of the most misunderstood. So today we're gonna to go over five common misconceptions about backlinking for bloggers. Let's start by talking about what a backlink is. So a backlink is when you link from your website out to another website, another domain, or someone from another website links to you. And for SEO purposes, we need do follow links. A no follow link tells Google not to follow the authority of that other site. So we're looking for do follow links. So why are backlinks important? Well, the pages of the Google universe are vast and Google has to figure out a way to understand which pages hold more authority or have more importance or should be presented first in a search result set. And they do that based on the cheerleading section, or that's one of many ways they do it. And I like to call backlinks the cheerleading section of each and every one of our posts. So the, uh, the cheerleading section um, determines your rank based on two components. How many people are on your cheerleading squad and who are the people on your cheerleading squad? So how many backlinks that you have makes an impact in how important your, your article is in the Google ranking factory and also who is linking to it. So obviously if your cheerleading squad contained your next door neighbor and somebody else's cheerleading squad contained, let's say Tom Holland, well, Tom Holland holds a little more value. Now, Tom Holland doesn't hold value because of his spidey senses. What we're talking about here is domain authority. So a backlink from a high domain site is much more valuable than five backlinks from low domain authority sites. So we're looking for a lot of backlinks. We're looking for really valuable backlinks, but just like most things in life, quality is more important than quantity. So let's tackle these five myths. The myth I hear most often is that people don't want to do reciprocating backlinks with you because it will hurt them. And that is just a myth. In fact, 74% of the top ranking posts in Google have reciprocating links. Because let's think about it, sometimes it just makes sense. I'm gonna give you an example. We have a travel blog. So we're a family that travels the country. I've got two kids, they're a teenager and a tween, and we travel all over the place regularly, sometimes in our RV, lots of road trips. I have a friend who has a travel blog also. They travel in their RV full time. They have four kids, but everything she writes about is travel in an RV, family travel, and by the way, we both enjoy hiking and we sometimes travel together. So why would it not make sense to Google if we had reciprocating links? She wrote about her trip to Arches National Park. I wrote about my trip to Arches National Park. May or may not have happened at the same time, but it does make sense that our audiences would enjoy each other's posts because we are very similar and our audience is very similar. And you can throw that example across any niche and any industry. Sometimes it just makes sense. Now, forced reciprocating uh, backlinks absolutely doesn't make sense. So if I have a family travel blog and I have a friend who writes about electronics, doesn't necessarily make sense that five of their posts would be linking back to me and five of my posts would be linking to them. It just kind of doesn't fit the mold. But when it does make sense in real life, 
it will make sense in the eyes of Google. Myth number two is about the domain authority of the website that you're doing a backlink trade with. So yes, domain authority, super, super important. And you should always seek the highest domain authority backlinking partner that you possibly can. Now, some people would say, should I avoid a lower domain authority site? And I think that's up to you. I personally don't avoid them, especially if I know the people, if I see them putting in the time and the effort, and I really believe in what the possibilities of their future hold, then I'll absolutely do a backlink trade with them. What I do ask for though, is a trade on a higher PA page. Page authority matters even more than domain authority. And let me tell you what I mean. So you can look up in something like Moz what the uh, domain authority is for domain. And that's usually about being a a, um, authoritative website for a number of years. It's particularly uh, interesting to see that the longer a website's been around, the higher the DA is. So if they're working at building a blog, then you're always gonna have a higher DA with the site that's been around longer. But there's a factor that we don't talk about very much, and that's page authority. So even within a domain that you're willing to work with, so I think at the time of this recording, our domain authority is 53. Not low, not high. It's just a factor of how long that URL's been around. But um, so if somebody wants to work with us and they're really smart, they're not just going to ask for a link from an article that we've just recently published. They're going to ask for a link from an article that we have published three, four, five, maybe 10 years ago. And that's because that authority of that particular page has much more value than say an article that we just published yesterday. So if you're working with a domain that doesn't have as high an authority that as you might be interested in, but you still wanna work with them, then ask them to give you a backlink, as long as it makes sense, on an older page one that is ranking uh, maybe already, even though the rest of the um, articles aren't, because that higher page authority means so much more than just the domain authority. So really give a look to the articles where you're giving out backlinks and where you're getting backlinks from, because the page authority is really what it boils down to. Now that's usually a factor of the domain authority, but there's many, many more components to consider than just the Moz domain authority. I hope that you're finding these tips helpful. If so, please subscribe to our channel. You can also click the link below for our free blog post update checklist, which will help you update your existing content. And you'll find that backlinking is just one component of many when it comes to doing that. So let's talk about myth number three, and this has to do with a backlink strategy. Now, I highly recommend a backlink strategy, but the fact is you can still capture backlinks naturally. It's interesting uh, to learn that when a blog post ranks number one for a term on Google, it's likely to have 3.8 times the number of backlinks than the other counterparts on the page. And that's because the very act of being in position one tends to compound the backlinking uh, opportunities. So I recommend focusing on backlink strategy for those items that are probably three through 10 on the list. And of course, any of your newer blog posts. I also want to point out that an article is 77% more likely to get natural backlinks if it's a long form content. And statistics say that over 3,000 words 
is even exponentially higher when it comes to getting backlinks. So if you don't wanna put a backlink strategy in place or you want to make sure that you're upping the ante on your natural backlinking strategy while you attack it from a different angle, then you want to focus on those articles that aren't yet ranking number one and you wanna make sure that your content is long form enough to attract new backlinks. Okay, let's talk about the where and what and how many when it comes to backlinking. I know a lot of groups uh, like to put in a list of the anchor text that they want their link backed on, uh, backlinked on. Um, and I think, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that as long as it's done naturally. And I think that the reason those have been put in place is because in the past, a lot of times in a backlinking group, people would just uh, backlink to the word click here or this um, or website instead of something of value. But I don't know that identifying your keyword as the backlink anchor text is smart either. And here's why. When Google sees an exorbitant number of backlinks to your article that are perfectly positioned on the exact keyword that you're trying to target with that article, it can look spammy. I think what is most, um, what is best is to work with a group of backlinkers that you can trust that aren't just going to throw your link on the word here or click. Um, they're going to throw it on something of value, but something of value that makes sense for their site. Something, um, that Google sees repeatedly on their site, how their audience takes in that traffic, where they generally put backlinks when it's not to a group, when they're just adding a backlink in naturally. It's more important that you see the same rhythm coming from the people that you're backlinking with as opposed to getting the exact right perfect anchor text every time. Now, the other thing to consider is where in the post that the backlink is placed. The very first link in your article is the one that you're giving the most credence to. So be careful who you give that link to. Does it need to go to a brand that you're working with? Does it need to go to another domain because you're running another site that's very important and you're you're utilizing those two, two domains together? Does it need to go to someone um, that you're working with that has a much higher domain than you and you want to offer um, something of value in return to them? Just be careful with who you give it to um, because it's super, super important. Now, again, that also means that the further down the page that you offer a link or get a link, then the less value it's giving. Doesn't mean there's no value, doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, doesn't mean it's not incredible for your blog, it's just something to keep note of. Now, even more important though, than the placement of where that link is, with the exception of it being the first link on the page, um, is how many other external do follow links that page is giving out. So if someone's written a post about, let's say, um, 15 things to do in Chicago, and they've linked out to 15 people and you're one of them, then you're getting 1 15th the value of that page's authority. If they've linked out to 52 places, you're getting 152nd of the authority. If they've linked out to two places, then you're getting half of the authority. So the number of outgoing links in that post matters. It's much better for you if you're in a post with almost no other uh, links out than if you're in a post of, let's say, 200 things and there's 400 links. 
Um, so the value of the juice coming from that particular page is diminished based on the number of outgoing links on that page. Okay, myth number five. Before I go into it, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. The link's below. It's a free private group, and we're going to be talking about backlinks all week. So come and join us. Now, finally, it is much more valuable to you to get a number of links from different domains than to get a lot of links from the same domain, even if that domain has a really high authority. So let me expand on this. I'm not saying not to go and partner with places like MSN Start that we talked about a few weeks ago. I truly believe in the power of my partnership with MSN and would not give it up for anything. So if you have a partnership with a high domain authority site that allows you to put lots of different backlinking opportunities on their domain, by all means, take advantage of it and continue to look for partnerships like that. They're really important. But there's more value in linking from different domains. So you don't want to just stay in the same small backlinking group for uh, months and months and months. You want to continue to expand it. You want to look for different backlinking opportunities. You want to look for backlinks from as many different referring domains as possible. And that's generally why it's become really um, popular for places to hire a backlink company because they will reach out to lots and lots of different people. The problem is they're usually not very valuable. And in fact, I read a study that said of the people who are hiring for backlinks, they're generally paying, I think it's 46% or 40, 48% of those places are paying $10,000 a month. Now, they're paying generally between $350 and $2,000, or I should say they're charging $350 to $2,000 for one of those backlinks. But how valuable is it? Is it a high domain authority site? Maybe, maybe not. Is it a high domain authority site in a niche that matches yours where it makes sense with Google? We don't know. Is it on a high authority page? Is it at the top of the post? They don't take into account all of those different factors, which is why we've elected to not hire out for the backlinking process, but to keep that in-house and really manage it ourselves. But part of that uh, burden is trying to find lots of different domains to build your backlinks with. So next week, we're going to talk about some specific backlinking strategies. I hope you'll come back for more. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.